You are listening to the Green Machine Podcast, your Irish football news and nostalgia, where you, the fans, get to have your say. Nick hosting today alongside Martin here to review Ireland's 2-1 loss to Canada as we sadly bow out of the 2023 Women's World Cup. An early goal from Katie McCabe directly from a corner in pure Steve Staunton style, uh, followed by goals either side of the halftime whistle. An own goal from Megan Connolly at the subsequent winner from Adriana Leon. Before we get into it, be sure to hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to the podcast and check out our socials, which are all in our description. Martin, very, very disappointing day, but what are your first thoughts on today's game? Yeah, disappointing overall, but, you know, very proud of the girls. I mean, look, we've gone to our first World Cup. We've competed. We've shown that we can compete against two top nations. You know, Canada, former Olympic winners, reigning Olympic champions, and Australia are one of the, you know, host nations. always going to be difficult to get results against them. And I think we showed that we could compete. And uh, that's the overriding feeling, I think. You know, I think we are short in many areas. The, we are a developing nation at women's football, let's be honest. And But overall, I'm really proud of them. And I think they've had a fantastic tournament. And I'm really looking forward to... Now, I know it's not worked out how we wanted, uh, of course, that we're going home. But we've got another game to go. And I'm looking forward to kind of seeing how, how Vera deals with that challenge, in a sense. So, you know, is she going to play the rest of the girls who haven't had time yet? Is she going to kind of... Pub- kind of show her hand into, into how she wants to kind of the team to adapt going forward. But yeah, overwhelmingly just feeling the pride because uh, they, they've done really well overall. I think what people need to keep in mind as well, and for context, Australia, one of the favourites of the tournament, very, very narrow loss. And, and Canada, I thought they were very disjointed today. But aside from that, they're Olympic champions, very, very experienced team, very, very good team, some top, top quality players there. A narrow loss against them in, in, in a game that we possibly could have gotten more out of. Just go through the stats. So 62% possession for Canada uh, compared to Ireland's 38. 17 shots on target for the Canadians against Ireland's 14. And seven shots on target versus Ireland's six. So, look, tight enough game, tight enough numbers, apart from the possession. But the shots, there were definitely chances either side. Very, very good first half. I mean, the Katie McCabe goal looked like it was going to go down in Irish folklore for a while, didn't it, Martin? But I think the nature of the first half performance is what kind of caught a lot of people's eye. Yeah, they, they did really well. And I think as well, you have to kind of consider the challenges that Vera Powell ch- faced with picking her side because it was a big loss, Heather Payne pulling out. You know, there's a lot of speculation about the injuries and stuff like that. So, yeah. you know, for her to pull out very late for a kickoff, it was sad to see her like, sideline of the pitch in tears. Obviously, the World Cup means everything and fair play that, she made the call, to be honest. And, you know, um, Anya coming in, done very well. You know, she's very, very experienced. But you've got to remember, she, she's come back to international football as well after a bit of a break. And yeah. that, I think, just kind of sums up for me where the level of football is. I mean, even you look at um, Sinead, uh, sorry, Marissa Shiva, you know, and, and, and missing out time and stuff, you know, and, and Sinead Farrelly, you know, a lot of them have had breaks in football and times. So, I mean, Rusha, I thought, had a fantastic tournament over two games. And she's played three league games in the Women's National League this yeah, year. So play very little football. Yeah. And and yet showed like some real quality at times and how what an important player she is. And I think that just really sums up to me where the level we are at. We've got a few really good players um, at, at the very highest level, which are like Katie McCabe. Um, Denise O'Sullivan as well is ranked in that. I, I do be, I want to be honest. I thought she was a little bit disappointed. Just I think maybe it's not helped her, us playing so deep. Um, but she was a lot better today than the last game. And you've got to remember as well that that challenge, obviously, in the Columbia game did leave its mark, the one that was abandoned. And we really battled to have Louise Quinn fit for today. It's done yeah. very, very well as Excellent. well. But, you Excellent know, today, yeah. It just shows you, though, where we are as, as a team, that 
you know, despite a 23 women's squad, um, you know, th- these players like Megan Connolly's playing at the back. We know she can play in, in midfield. We know she plays up front for her club. It's the adaptability of stuff. We haven't got enough players who, like, you know, even Katie McCabe, we're, we're damaging our chances by playing her in a kind of very reserved role. Whereas when she actually went forward and she was quite influential when she went into yeah. kind of centre midfield at times, just shows you the possibilities for this team. And that's the overriding feeling as well I would have. I think I have said on, as well on the podcast, I think this is a team in transition. We have ageing defenders. I, I'm excited to see for Mannion come back into the squad. Uh, I don't really want to do this show now because it's a review when we will obviously talk about the whole campaign because I, I think it's worth analysing the whole squad and how the World Cup's gone after the Nigeria game. But I think, you know, we, we are a team in, in transition and, you know, I can see, you know, we, we have to find players now. Vera Powell to move this team forward has to trust and play our better players in the positions where they're going to be most influential as an attacking threat. Just on McCabe, I mean, when she kind of moved into a more central role, that opportunity she had when she cut in from the right and kind of as an inverted player, I mean, it kind of showed how, how we probably should have been utilising her. And you can understand, like, we, we spoke about this in the last episode, Martin, how this Women's World Cup, not just Ireland, but the organisation from teams, they're so technically, tactically astute and they're so technically excellent. And you can see that the organisation was there to, stri- to stifle Australia and probably to stifle the, the Canadians a little bit more. But what you sacrifice with that is is end products in the final third, you know. And, I mean, uh, Sinead Farley, by the way, fantastic today. There's kind of Jack Grealish vibes off her, isn't there, with the, <laughs> with the socks roll down and, and um, some excellent play in between. But, but the only problem, again, was that in the final third, we were completely bare. And that was down to the way we were set up in the organization we had. Like, Kaya Caruso was excellent, you know, held the ball up really well. Um, struggled a little bit in the second half, but you know we we did sit very very deep again. The second goal, the winner, came from us sitting too deep. Louise Quinn way too deep, uh, playing the playing Leon onside. Um, disappointing overall. Like I mean, what what kind of went wrong for you, Martin? Because I mean, we we were looking good up until the the equaliser, uh, well, we a very start- unlucky goal as well. But but what but what went wrong for you was half time was the 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 ceasing of momentum possibly part of the reason because when we kicked off in the second half a couple of sloppy passes wasn't there there was a little sloppy pass just straight out of play um do you think the momentum kind of killed us a little bit i think yeah the, the conceding the goal just for half time which we, we've been known to concede late goals and i know australia said that, that that's something that we we do sadly and that's something we're gonna have to manage going forward you've got to kind of kill the game especially the last five minutes of, of the half and see yourselves into to half time it was an absolute killer blow for us because Canada weren't happy. He made free. Uh, she made free subs at halftime, and, and it's amazing, Nick. I, I know I watched this on RT, ITV, but accumulatively, easy for me to say, the free subs who came on had over five hundred caps for Canada. That's yeah, yeah. vast experience that we just don't have. We we don't have that, and. You know, they came on and, and they had an influence on the game. That yeah. without well, a doubt, and well, even the girls who came on for us, and geez, I I don't want to kick them while they're down but I mean you know Izzy Atkinson not great you know not not great in the second half Kaya Caruso or not Kaya Caruso but um, Marissa yeah, Shiva you know you, you can see that she is still suffering from the first game I mean a, a fell throw um, yeah. kind of run into brick walls there was one I, I think her first touch of the ball was a throw in that she threw right to the Canadian player I mean you can see she's a swift player. You can see she's a very tidy player, a very tricky player. But, you know, the, the two girls came on, didn't really make an impact. Amber Barrett, um, 
you know, got in behind. She made herself busy. She had an opportunity, didn't she, in the second half? Mm-hmm. But it, it just shows, and it, and it says it's not to keep the girls though they're down. It's just showing a comparison of the two substitutes. You know, the, um, I suppose a player who struggled probably low on confidence, and then as you said, three players coming in with over five hundred caps. It's just it's just chalk and cheese, sadly, and that's, and that's not really down to down to us, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean that is that is the thing though. Again, it comes down to game management. You know, we did it in the first game against Australia. Actually, Courtney Brosnan t- took a you know played a quick goal kick out when there was no need to. You had to slow the game at that time. It's knowing what to do in certain stages of the game, and we we nearly conceded, and they were under a bit of pressure. And you just know, like, slow it down, take another thirty seconds here. Like, we yeah. don't need to blow out. Put, she put uh, Rusha under real pressure with this pass. It was incredible. But and I saw that again today. This this thing of they're obviously been told to play quick and take things by surprise, but you know, it was just the, the throw-ons were like, like you said, going to straight to a Canada player. Um, but even the foul throw, I mean, yeah, look, it might have been, it might have been harsh because I mean, you, you see foul throws in the Premier League every week, and they're not given. But I mean, just, just silly, silly things like that. And I think, I think with Shiva and again, it might be harsh, and she got very unnecessary criticism in the Irish Times last week, as we know. But I mean, when you have a player on a very low ebb who. After the penalty, she she was making mistakes against Australia. You know, she she wasn't really bursting herself, and and you can't have a player like that, and I suppose low on confidence coming in and 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 expecting them to perform at one hundred percent. You know, they, they might have said Vera Payne might have thought, well, maybe she she has a bit to prove, and maybe she'll burst it, but she struggled, and um, it didn't necessarily free up the way we played or anything like that. The the one concern I'd have, I mean, it's kind of it's it's um, you know, it's 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 irrelevant now really but the the midfield too it does create a bit of bareness in midfield doesn't it when you don't have a holding midfielder or if you don't have a number 10 and I think that's where Katie McKay should have been playing you know the whole time I think she should have been dropping in give her that opportunity maybe to drift into the wide positions defensively and um, but in attack just have that extra body in midfield because Denise O'Sullivan is excellent on the ball very good passer the first quarter I'd say of the game she was excellent and uh, Reese Littlejohn is just there to kind of break up the play isn't she but when when it's just a two two person midfield, and there's a lot of space uh, in front of them, behind them, it can be a very very bare place, and that was very very evidential to, to throughout the whole game. Yeah, we saw that as well when Amber came on. Like I thought, uh, Caruso done really really well today, like a lot better than the last game, and I think the gap was a bit smaller, and there was more support. I thought Denise, like you said, had a good first fifteen minutes. You know, I think as well, Lucy Quinn. She really took a chance, you know, and had a very good yeah, first half. I was surprised she was changed. Um, maybe an injury, we don't know. But, but you know, like that that chance where she just whipped that ball in first few minutes into Caruso and we nearly scored, kind of set the tone for for, for us having um, chances and creating yeah. and stuff and then obviously score from the corner. But We, we did look more productive today we did we? yeah we had more chances today, didn't we? That that that's the key key thing about it. And and again, I think that is um you know, fair play to Vera Power. She said that she wanted them to be brave, and and they were. And and I, but I, I think you know Lucy Quinn really took her chance. And I was surprised. I know the the one obviously the the injury, have a pain missing out. But I think um, Marissa, I was I was a bit shocked in a way because I just thought that women's football's a bit nicey nicey. I think it kind of reassured me that Vera's proper harsh and she doesn't care no. about that. And probably emotionally and uh, professionally in a way, like we don't know how Marissa's obviously feeling, but. Um, just thinking maybe the reaction of that, that, you know, you, you've got to kind of toughen up a little bit and we can't have you being emotional when you make a mistake. This is elite women's football now. And I don't think you do get that reaction from some of the, the top teams in this. I think we are coming to this a little bit late. And I think, um, you know, I think let, let, let's just 
debate this for a minute. I mean, if Katie McCabe made that mistake, I don't think you'd see her on tears on the pitch and stuff. She'd be getting on with it, I think. So that's yeah, something yeah. look at it down the line. I know they're very emotive, some of them, but you know, I, I do think though when we when yeah, well, we well, well the thing just, just on that, yeah, Martin. Well, I mean, it was and and. Jesus, I uh, I suppose, look, as fans, we have to discuss it, don't we, Martin? It's not that we're, we're going in personally on a player and, and it was awful what Marisha Shaver had to go through last week with, with that shitty yeah. article. Yeah. But, I mean, you, you could see, and I, I might be repeating myself a bit here, but but you, you, you could see evidentially that her head had just completely dropped yeah. and she was out of the game against Australia because there, there was a couple of balls over the top and she's plenty of pace and she just stopped running. Mm. She just stopped running. She stopped closing down. There's a lot of basic things she stopped doing. And even today... Um, as I said, one of the first contributions she had was throwing the ball directly to a Canadian player in midfield, literally threw it into the center of the park and put us under pressure. And then her head dropped again, making a lot of mistakes. And, you know, it, it, it does have to be a bit cutthroat. You know, I mean, um, you know, Clara Reardon was on the bench as well. She probably could have come on um, a right wing back, you know. And I know uh, I know, we kind of speak about the girls who aren't in the squad. I was looking at Megan Campbell doing the, the punditry today and mm. thinking, Jesus, imagine having that long throw. It would it would just add another creative dynamic. But Jamie Finn, you know, would have come in for Anya O'Gorman or would have come in for um, for uh, Heather Payne. You know, so it's yeah. it's um, it's all these little bits and pieces that you have to kind of question. But at the same time, it, it, it was just two very, very stark performances, first half and second half, which is the most disappointing thing, really. I think where you make the substitutions, like putting Amber up for Carusa and you expect a little bit more from, from Amber then, and it's going to take her time to get into the speed of the game, of course, but it seemed it really knocked us tactically. You know, Katie pushed up as well when there was a bit where they just passed out and basically they went past Amber. Katie puts her hands up as if let's push, you know, and you could see the reaction of both of them to the rest of the team because we're actually behind the halfway line. The, re- the rest of the team were that deep. There wasn't like a trigger. And that, again, perhaps shows where they are a bit tactically naive or they haven't worked on that enough and we're not playing high enough. We're protecting that back five so much. Um, so that's something I think we need to massively improve on. And I, like I said, I'm looking forward to the Nigeria game. I, I kind of want to see what she's going to do. I, I think it's quite intriguing. And one of the things I'd say, though, Nick, you know, look, we're speaking again like about the women's team here. And, you know, we're not mass... Like, we're not the font of all knowledge of, of the women's team. No, we certainly aren't. I, no. I, I said at the very start of this tournament, they're going to become household names. And to be honest with you, I'm referring or we've been watching the games and I'm referring to the girls in their first name terms, which is a little thing I do with the lads when I'm watching them as well for some reason. But, you know, I, I, I they have really endeared themselves to me how they've conducted themselves. I know that's very cliched, but I just, you know, I, I've heard, I've listened to a lot of podcasts, listened to a lot of the coverage and things. And, you know, they, they have really endeared themselves and they're now going to be household names. I hope they get a fantastic welcome when they come home. I know we've got a game to go. And like I'm saying, I'm really going to look forward to watching that. But And I think this is a team that really interests me as an Irish fan. Um, whereas, very honest, I, I wasn't that bothered, um, you know, a few, five or six years ago. The only thing I really knew about them was Emma Byrne and Nee Fahey and, and the girls then fighting for their kind of rights and seeing it as you know, a bit of a nuisance, basically, for the FAI and fair play. They're standing up for themselves. And now it's a team I actually would follow and be in, interested in seeing. I've seen them play live. You know, I think it's they have really endeared themselves to the kind of public imagination and, and really inspired young girls as well and, and boys as well. So I, I'm really glad that's happened. I am also interested to see how it's going to fall out from this World Cup. There's been a lot of stuff on and off the pitch going on. I'd like to know as well. And, you know, things will drip feed now. When they're out of camp, we're going to get some kind of 
you know, we'll get an interview with someone and someone will kind of not break ranks, but you'll hear, hear little snippets coming through of, you know, how, you know, I wasn't very happy that Louise Quinn just always gets put up front and I didn't get time. I know I'm putting words in Emma Barrett's mouth with that, but you know, <laughs> it's, it's that kind of thing. Um, I'm intrigued to know what they think we should have done better tactically. I think, um, so yeah, I think that that's an interesting one and is, 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 as well, how that team is going to evolve because, you know, they're coming back to the Lansdowne Road of Eva Stadium in September for that game, Nations League match. That'll be kind of homecoming, I suppose, in a sense. Um, you know, trying to sell tickets for it, of course. Is it kind of going to be the squad's homecoming or are they going to have Ethan Mannion back in there, Jamie Finn? Are we going to have it like that? And, you know, how are they are they going to celebrate it or what are they going to do as it, the team's moving forward? So I think that's that's going to be really interesting to see how this team evolves. Speaking about the evolution of the squad, Martin, is next week's game against Nigeria going to be experimental? Is it going to be about emptying the squad to, to give girls a, a run? The likes of Chloe Mistaki, for example, someone who who's had an incredible story personally. The the opportunity for her to feature at the World Cup could be could be absolutely huge. Clara Reardon as well, who's um who's been an excellent player for Ireland over the years and. Uh, the likes of Kira Grant as well. I know she played, or Diane Caldwell, who you know has been a great servant to Ireland. Yeah, um, yeah without, you know, without a doubt. Yeah, I, I so she's, she's got she'll to empty it. She has to. I mean, like you, you, I think if it was a competitive game, like it's not now for us, sadly. I think Diane Caldwell deserves deserves a, a game at the World Cup without a doubt. And I think even with the likes of Louise Quinn's injury troubles and. You know, turned up with a shiner today, didn't she? As well, it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think you've got to use your squad now once you're out, and you've got to reward those girls who got you there. I do feel saddened that Jamie Finn and and you know some of the others who went as part of the the playing, you know, the, the training squad. That was a bit of a strange thing, actually. In hindsight, thinking about that, I think there will be a bit of fallout from that to some extent. Um, you know, especially as we could have had, we could have done with Jamie Finn today, I think, and, and did so much to get us there. Um, yeah, there'll be a bit of fallout from it. There might be, there'll be retirements, I think, from the squad. Um, but yeah. I, I'm really interested to see how they evolve going forward. And, and again, interested in the game, to be honest. I think, I, I think as well, it's coming down to it as well. Perhaps fitness is a, is another thing. We seem to run out of steam. We don't seem to be able to adapt at times when we're under a lot of pressure and again, kill the game. We don't seem to have that yet. Um, and I, I just, yeah, I kind of have a sense of regret really because we, we, we seem to do very well in both first halves and then run out of steam and, you know, not just manage the game correctly. And that that's the kind of thing I think they will regret. You know, you don't mind in a, in a sense losing to a big barrage at the end. We were never under that. We were comfortably beaten in a sense um, towards the end of these games. You know, they, they look quite comfortable. They manage the game as well. These, and it, like, let's be fair, Canada are a really good quality side. They found a way of winning today. That's the thing. They found a way of winning. They weren't worried. They didn't yeah. panic. Because they didn't look great. Panic, like they, they, no, they, they didn't. They, they were very disjointed. We opened them up a couple of times. I, I watched them. I, I missed the Nigeria game last week, but I, I watched it back this morning. And Jesus, they got cut open so much. Nigeria missed about three or four open goals. You know, so so they're they're I they're mean, not a great yeah. side. They're not going to go very far in this competition, but but at the same time, they're extremely experienced, and experienced teams do manage yeah. to carve less experienced teams open. I mean, they missed two really simple chances today as well. We can't forget that. So it could have been a bit worse. And, and you know, even at the end, it was a bit desperation stakes. Uh, Courtney Brosnan made a fantastic save as well, um, very early on in the second half. And you know, uh, it, it just was the quality when we went for it as well. That's another thing I think worth t- talking about is. 
when you're going for it and you're pushing Katie up higher and and getting Abby Larkin up further forward, I would have actually preferred Abby to come on as a sub, not at halftime. Does that make sense? Because I think it's a kind of psychological impact of this girl really had an impact coming on and oh, I, how are we going to deal with her? And Marin, I, in, in Marin I, I'd actually argue there that she, uh, I know she's a winger and I know that she's probably serving us be- best off the bench. But we, we had to go and get a result today. And I, I yeah. almost would have started her right wing back. You know, instead of O'Gorman, because O'Gorman looked completely off the pay. Excellent player, excellent mm. servant. One of my favorite Irish players. You know, to be honest, I think she's a great personality. I love her as a pundit as well. But I, I, she was completely off the pace today. She really, really struggled today. And I think with Larkin, there's a fearlessness there. There's a rawness there. I think her attacking from deep, defensively, is she there? Maybe, maybe not. But neither was Marisha Shaver. You know, not to no, go in yeah, on her again. On, yeah. So, so I think if she was attacking from deep, we might have had a goal at it a bit more. And she's a great delivery. And we were missing that. I, I, I do think we put the brakes on too much in attack, and we let the Canadians get set. Where really you have to drive the full back. You have to get the balls in early. You have to give the centre forward the opportunity to to get chances on the ball. And to be honest, we let them get set too many times. Where where Larkin. Um, she's swashbuckling, isn't she? You know, she just yeah. she just drives the player. She gets the ball in first time. And, she did really um, well, and, that and we certainly right. missed that. She did really well that time on the right, where oh, I thought, oh god, she's she's, and she kind of cut back on herself, and she she was clever enough to get the free kick, and we got that on the halfway line, and then we kind of went in, like I think Megan Connolly just passed it in to Kate McCabe. She launched the ball in, um, but yeah, yeah I think Marissa as well put a good ball into Amber Barrett, and she didn't ever take it. You know, like you know, I thought Caruso was very very good up there today. And I know these are all little points you're picking out on, but I thought when we were really pushing, though, it was it was notable um, that when we were we had bodies up there, we had Louise Quinn up there. When it went to the right or left, or even Lily Ag, they didn't seem to have that technical ability to get the power to get a ball into the box to to where it had to be. Yeah, and it was a little bit short, and it was cut out very sloppy passes and things like that. And ironically, you kind of wanted Katie McKay back at the left wing back position launching that ball into Katie McCabe, if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> That's the lack of quality you have. You know, you we, we we sadly have. And I think, like I said, I'm really looking forward to seeing Aoife Mannion coming into this because I think she, she'll, she'll be a really good player for us. And I know she's over there. She's uh, I've been sent photos of Steve McNulty. He's a member of our supporters club. He, he actually had his uh, Vera's Tiger flag taken down by FIFA at one stage, probably held, you know, covering a, you know, a sponsor brand or something like that. But um, it was... It, I've seen a photo of him, obviously, met Aoife Mannion after, so quite happy with him and his wife, Jane. They're having a fantastic time over there. But, I mean, um, I'm interested to see, you know, how how even the girls interact now, um, how we go into this next game, what the kind of sound bites are from the squad. You know, they're going to be very disappointed, of course. But, you know, we have history to make here. We've got to get our first win at a World Cup. That should be the challenge. That's got to be the narrative from this now. We're very, very close. Let's get our first win at the World Cup. They are beatable, Nigeria. We, we, you know, and that maybe might set why Vera will stay very loyal to her starting lineup, you know, to to go with her strongest team. Just that that factor that we want to get a result here. We want to win. We want to be remembered as winning and not losing every game at the World Cup because it would be awful if they lost every game. And I think there'll be time in the game perhaps to give time or or even if we were losing or if we're tuning up, be amazing. Then you can kind of perhaps give people time time frames, uh, you know, top game time and things. So, yeah. Well, the the but other I, thing I'm as well, Martin. The, the other thing as well, Nigeria could be playing to get into the next they round. Could. 
Yeah, of course. Yeah, no, because I mean, they play they play Australia tomorrow. They've already got a point on the board. Even if they lose to Australia tomorrow, they'll still have an opportunity to qualify for the next round. So it's kind of twofold there. You kind of say, I know Italy did it against us in the Euros, didn't they? But but people might be saying, well, is it unprofessional for her to play a weakened squad? And then the other thing, as you said, is you wanna you wanna end the World Cup on a high, don't you? You know, you wanna yeah. you wanna end on a high, and just you stay loyal. Uh, to the girls who've been playing in the in, in the whole tournament, does she freshen things up? Does she give the girls who help get her there a run who haven't featured so far? So there there's a lot of layers to it. There's a lot of layers to it. And and this Nigerian team, as I said, they carved they carved the Canadians open last week. They just couldn't finish their chances. But there's a lot of pace there. There's a lot of flair there. They're going to be very, very tricky. We're of course going to preview them on Sunday, but I think um I think it is going to be a difficult game. Yeah, I think it will be. I mean, they're going to be physical as well. And I, I, to be fair to us, we've been very physical as well at this World Cup. But um, yeah, I, yeah, we've got to look forward to it. And uh, yeah, it, it, you kind of reminded me there of that. You know, it's not really over for us yet um, because yeah, we do have a parts plan this World Cup. And disappointing that we're out. But you know, I, I think we are. We have a challenge now to try and win a game, and I think that's something that is is feasible and, and possible to do. Um, and I hope that's the message really that Vera sets out to the team. 100%. And we do look forward to it. As, as sad a day as it is, at least we're still in a World Cup and we still have that game to look forward to. So we are going to leave it there. Uh, we will be back on Sunday to preview Ireland's game with Australia in Suncor Stadium on Monday. So as we said, as always, be sure to hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to your podcast and be sure to check out our socials in the description wherever you're listening to your podcast as well. So Martin, thank you very much on a disappointing day for Ireland where sadly we bow the World Cup we are very, very proud of the girls. An unbelievable Katie McCabe goal and a very, very spirited performance, but not to be. So until next time, all the best and come on, you girls in green.